0: Love
1: Talk Radio. We live. We're live. Live from
2: Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One. It's Page One. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What is going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night. It is time for page one with LeVar and Mary for this 201st edition. So glad that you can be with us on this Friday, August 5th. I lose track of days Mm -hmm. in the (laughs) summertime, 2022. And as always, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you?
1: Hot. But other than that, fine. It's also humid out here, which is not what I'm used to.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, we're under 100. We're at 92, but we're at, like, 40% humidity. So it feels
2: gross. (laughs) Do you believe, and I thought I heard something, that 70% of the country this weekend is supposed to be under some type of like heat advisory in different um in different portions of the country, because I know here it is supposed to get really humid and sticky uh starting tomorrow um so yeah, there's a lot that's going on, but yeah if you wherever you're at, just here's a couple of things I know we don't need to say it all the time, but um uh, beer or alcohol it ain't gonna help you. Um, try to stay <laughs> hydrated with water or some type of Gatorade or something. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that way all over the place. I don't know what the, um, the exact temps are out your way. I'm pretty sure it's still triple digits, is it not?
1: Uh, we're under 100, so we're high 90, oh. Um currently. But, again, the humidity so it feels like. I know it's cooled off. Holy moly. I don't have to wear nothing. I can wear, you know, like an actual shirt.
0: (laughs) Oh.
2: (laughs) Or nothing. Nothing or shirt or nothing, whatever people want to wear. (laughs) It It is up to them wherever you're at you want to wear um, actually while you're saying that I was actually going to look up um, your weather uh, where you were asked and according to this uh, right now uh, it is it feels like it feels like 95 but it's not 95 um, and what's sad is that your temperatures really won't go down down until a few hours from now a couple hours from now even they'll be in the mid 80s so, but it picks back up tomorrow because you will be in the triple digits over the weekend. Uh, 100 is the projected weather forecast for tomorrow, 104 on Sunday, Monday, 101. So, um, yeah, so you got that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so I know where you will be, and uh, I usually like to look at temperatures from around the... Uh, country here, right now, if you are in the UK, if you're in London, uh, it is 59 degrees or feels like 59, uh, temperature right now, but uh, I think it's about 3 a.m. in London, Uh, In the next hour it will uh, be 58, but your temperatures there actually is quite warm because Sunday, uh, today, 76 degrees. Uh, I guess I should uh, adjust that, Uh, but uh, 76 degrees uh, today, 81 on Sunday, 82 on Monday um, is the temperatures in the U.K., if you are there. So, and no air conditioning. (laughs) No
1: air
2: conditioning. No air conditioning. But, no, we've got a lot to cover with all of you tonight. There's so much that's going on. I actually had to leave some stories out, and then there were some that I found. Um, And I guess while we're in this uh, topic of host chat, which I found very interesting this week, uh, I read an article. And you know how we want different days? uh, You know, I guess for all of us at work, um, we have things that we want from our employer. And this is so funny that I kind of read this today. Uh, but it said that everyone usually has a good wish list, you know, a, quick, a Christmas wish list, a birthday wish list, pretty much a general one. So, uh, this company name, uh, and, I, and I hope I get this correct, but it's True Sake. It's T R U S A I C. They conducted a poll to see what employees wish their job employers offered as far as benefits <laughs> and i got to tell you that the answers didn't disappoint um, pretty much some people wanted paid celebration recovery leave otherwise known as hangover leave <laughs> oh my um, god so they uh, cause they said there's nothing worse than going to work the day after you have too much fun uh, besides a traveling hangover, uh, they said, you us know, a day or two to recover. Some people also wanted breakup leave um, because they said that they need time to heal a broken heart or just get uh, people's stuff out of their place or vice versa. Because uh, they said that, you know, they're emotional, they're exhausting, and they can uh, definitely make you lose attention to your job responsibilities. And then... Some people wanted social media detox days. <laughs> um, they said just taking a break from all socials is a necessity. man uh, at it breaks for it are even better. They wanted compassionate leave for heartsick sports fans. So if you're a diehard fan and your team loses the big game, uh, they want to stay home, lick their wounds, and go back in the next day just a little bit more stronger. On the list, too, and I thought about a special someone uh, when I read the last one, uh, which was I, – I, hey, I will tell you on this one, this last one, 5% of people that responded to the poll voted for this one. Uh, but they wanted houseplant bereavement leave. That's great So Those are the things That you out there Have probably said in the study And I was more shocked at the house plant Bereavement leave But then again I was not Because I do know people um, Who Are very attached to their plants And I understand Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those were, yeah, those were a few of the things that people wanted from their jobs. I get the, um, the traveling one or that extra day because, yeah, it's, you know, I just recently did that. And. I got to tell you, I made the biggest mistake of not taking that extra day off. <laughs> you, you need that extra day just to recover and just to, yeah, make it. So, I don't know. I guess out of any one of those, which one would you want? <laughs> I think you would want the social media detox day.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that one. Only because I would count Twitch as and- <laughs> as a uh, social media, like Twitch and discord. Um, so I wouldn't mind having a detox day like that. Um, I already plan in for my vacations those extra days just because I need them and I know I need them. So I already put those into mine. So yeah, a lot of that stuff, the plant bereavement one, that one makes me laugh the hardest because it's like, I've killed enough plants in my day. I think you should get bereavement for pets. That I would I would be, I would get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I get behind that.
2: that. How many days would you give someone, though?
1: Well, so the same as I would for, like, well, for non, like, immediate family members. I know that sounds weird because they are kind of immediate family members, but um, I would put them in that category of non-immediate family members. So you get one bereavement day. Um possibly two. I don't know what other companies, like my company gives up to two, depending. um, Not for pets, but for um, non-immediate family members, and then I think it's a week um, for immediate family members, unless it's, unless your immediate family member that has passed is over a certain mileage away, so it involves travel, then you get up to two weeks. So, like, it really just depends, but I wouldn't mind, like, a day or two, to let people just kind of mourn the loss of their pets, because pets are are, um, increasingly close family members. Mm -hmm. So I get behind
2: that.
0: That one I get behind. That's understandable. Yeah.
2: And and by the way, no, I did not miss my cue. I I know um, because she said I didn't want to, you know, Play the clip over, but just to get it out of our system. Play it, play it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but as I said, today is August 5th. So that takes us to our almanac. There's so many things, and unfortunately I will have to leave a few things off of the almanac. Uh, But our main almanac, uh, which, uh, like I said, with the day being the fifth, today is National Oyster Day. Uh, It is also National Work Like a Dog Day.
1: (laughs) It is
2: (laughs) – it is also International Beer Day, and it is National Water Balloon Day. Uh, It's also – National Underwear Day. Um, Ooh. Um, so pretty much it provides... I swear we just had something like this. But anyway, August 5th provides an opportunity to wear your favorite undergarments, boxes, briefs, panties, tidy whities no matter what you call them. Our underthings provide that layer of comfort. So yes, um, August 5th, National Underwear Day. Um, actually... Uh, tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday, uh, it is National Fresh Breath Day, National Wiggle Your Toes Day, National Root Beer Float Day, National Disc Golf Day, which is an amazing sport. And when I lived in Minneapolis for about a year, uh, i I kid you not, when I went into a bar one time, you know, you would think that they would have any of the major sports on or something, you know, Uh, just not out of sorts. What they had on was actually disc golf. Um, It is kind of a thing up there, and I know in other states as well, but uh, National Disc Golf Day, it is uh, tomorrow. National Jamaican Patty Day, it is also National Mustard Day, National Play Outside Day, which is first Saturday of every month, National Summit Day and Need Day which is the first Saturday in August. Um, and I'm guessing you are going to ask me um, exactly what that is. Uh, it is uh-huh. increases the and fosters camaraderie among mead makers. A long history of rich craft and trade follow mead wherever it is found. Of course, it's one of the world's oldest fermented beverages. Mead is also called honey wine, ambrosia, or nectar. A craftsman combines honey, water, and yeast to make mead, and with honey production in high gear, Mead Day shines a spotlight on its key ingredient and the time-honored craft surrounding it. Um, so, yeah. In addition to hops, producers distill mead. Uh, the result creates a more liqueur-quality mead, producing a brandy. So, if you, even if you're not a drinker, now you know. <laughs> Sunday brings hey. you. Your- Yeah. Have you had meat?
1: Uh, Not here. I did in the UK. Um, I don't know if it's different. Hmm. Because cider definitely is.
2: Gotcha. I've never had it. Um, At least I don't think so. But I've never had meat. So... Maybe one of these days. It's not something that you can, like, order at a bar, right? Unless you just go to a traditional pub or something, maybe. I don't
1: know. Somebody
2: look that up. I need. (laughs) Um, Tomorrow, Sunday, brings National Lighthouse Day. It is National Raspberries and Cream Day. It is Purple Heart Day. Uh, also, American Family Day, National Friendship Day. Oh, nas- happy National Friendship Day! Early. <laughs> happy uh, National is-
1: Friendship Day.
2: Yes, and it is also—and I kid you not—National Sisters Day on Sunday, <laughs> the same day as National Friendship Day. Um, so yes, National Sisters Day. Uh, and then Monday. It brings us Global Sleep Under the Stars Night, Uh, National Dollar Day, National CBD Day, National Frozen Custard Day, National Sneak Some Zucchini Into Your Neighbor's Porch Day, which I now remember talking about this last year, and this goes to show how far (laughs) or how short a year is, because I swear we just talked about this, but it is coming up again on on Monday, August 8th. Um, And then National Happiness Happens Day. And then Tuesday, uh, it is National Veep Day, National Rice Pudding Day, and National Book Lover's Day. So I guess you can uh, start your favorite book. And then on Wednesday, na- uh, it's Agent Orange Awareness Day, National Connecticut Day, National Shapewear Day. It is National S'mores Day. So I know you've been waiting for that. And it is National Lazy mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> that is the day I'm like, is- waiting for. Yes, National Sports Day. And then on Thursday, it brings us Global Kinetic Sand Day, uh, National Presidential Joke Day, National Raspberry Bomb Day, and National Sons and Daughters Day, which I don't think we get gifts from our parents, do we? Uh,
1: Yeah, we got the gift of life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a parent
1: at
2: all, can you tell and then uh, to give you a heads up onto next Friday it is National Julianne Fry's Day uh, National Middle Child Day so on that day uh, the middle child I am thinking is supposed to receive some type of acknowledgement (laughs) Um, and National Vinyl Record Day is next Friday so
0: yeah
2: So, um, happy National Middle Child Day uh, to your sister. (laughs) (laughs) She's uh, um, she's in between. Yeah. Middle Child Day. See, I don't know who – well, actually, in a technical sense, my sister would be the middle child because I'm a twin, and then there's my older brother. Right. That
1: was just what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. So technically she would be the middle child. If there's four yeah if there's yeah, if there's four, who would be the middle child? Would it be the youngest but one or would it be it? the oldest?
1: That's just it. <laughs> Two of you were born on the same day. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I mean, but what if it wasn't? What if it was like four kids? Who would be the middle child?
1: Whoever I used to next was the youngest. The child? I don't know. <laughs>
2: I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. I don't know.
1: And I need answers.
2: And I need answers. I need an adult. Um, but yeah. I know. But those are the ones, and that's what's going on. So, um, yeah, which leads us now tonight into topic one, which was a very interesting one that I found because uh, it was an article. Uh, they were doing an interview with Christina Ricci, who I love, and who has done a lot of – I wouldn't call it like major movies. She's done a lot of uh independent movies but uh she talked about uh she's fine with people considering her acting choices creepy because if you watch a lot of her movies, uh <laughs> it's it's very independent, very thought provoking roles that are not like your traditional ones. And uh she is currently going in, in the movie Yellow Jackets and she sat down for a conversation with the Hollywood reporter. And she admitted that in hindsight, she wished she had done some things differently in the 90s, despite her uh, uh, captivating to stardom via projects such as the Adams Family and Casper. She said, this is very dark, but I would just like to go back to that age and do it all over again and not make so many effing mistakes. Honestly, I regret so much. I'd like to go back to 1996 and be like, all right, we had a practice run. It went okay, but it wasn't really as great as we wanted it to be. We're going to do this again. And people are like, I have no regrets. She says, what effing magic life did you live? Uh, she also revealed that she's not one for nostalgia because of a very particular brand of punishment she was subjected to as a child. She said that she throws everything out. She says she had a specific thing when she was a child that they would be punished by the things that uh, they love being destroyed. And her husband, who was a much healthier individual, has gone back and found all of her old magazine covers and uh, got them for And then one of her other co-stars, Melanie Linksy, uh, said the, uh, she's the opposite of everything, so she saves everything. But the sentiment of having regrets from that era was one shared by Juliette Lewis, who we know is a major young star in the 90s. And she said that she put her dad through a lot because of the fact that she had struggled with drug use and addiction. But the upshot of the conversation was that uh, famous actresses are not, Uh, As Melanie Winksey put it, she says, I think people without regrets are narcissists. I think they're lying to themselves. And then Christina Ricci added, denial is the only way to get up that river. So in this two-part question I have, if you could go back to a particular era, would you to change some things? And do you agree with the opinion that people without regrets are narcissists and that they're lying to themselves. Yes.
1: To the second one. Like I'll just answer the second one first. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent agree. Um, I'm happy and ecstatic that people that have a voice that will reach many more people than I will ever in my lifetime get to say out loud, you have regrets. Now, Living in the moment, there's a difference between looking back and going, yeah, I wish I could have done something differently. And that's a regret. It is a regret. I wish I could have done something differently. But then dwelling on it, that's the other part. So I have regrets. Mm -hmm. There are things in my life that I wish I could have done differently. There are things in my life that I wish I didn't do or that I should have done or I could have done better. Um, But it got me to where I'm at. So I'm not living in the past and looking at those regrets going, oh, my God, if only I would have changed this one thing, my life would be better. No, it's not true. Your life is where you're at because of a million different choices that you make a million different times during a million different days. You know, like every single day of your life you're making a ton of choices that you may or may not realize. Making the left instead of the right um, slamming on your brakes instead of going through the, you know, the yellow light. It changes the course of whatever is happening that day, every choice you make. And, again, you make a ton of choices. I, I, I'm exaggerating, but a million choices in a million different ways with tons of different outcomes every single day. So, yes, I agree. They're narcissists. They sit there and they say they have nothing that they can go back and change or that they have nothing that they regret in their lifetime. If I could go back, (laughs) that's a harder one. Um, I don't want to change anything because then in turn it would change where I'm at. Um, However, if I could have back then, knowing what I know now, Done some things differently. Yeah, probably late teens, end of towards the end of my high school career, beginning of college. Um, I might have changed some things. Then again, I might not have. You know, I. That's a that's a that's a game of what if, and I don't necessarily want to dwell too much in the past. I've thought of that, but like I said, I wouldn't be where I'm at with the people that's around me and the... I wouldn't have the life that I have right now, good and bad, if I wouldn't have made the choices I made back then. Like, eventually, I wouldn't have never made it here. So, would I change some stuff? Maybe, possibly... Would it change the future? Absolutely. Am I worried about? If I look back, do I regret some of it? Yeah, but I'm kind of glad it happened because it made me. You know. So how about you? Now that I'm off the
2: the box, <laughs> regrets. I have a few, but then again, <laughs> too few to mention. No, sorry. Uh, I was telling my Frank Sinatra there. But, um, and
1: then I lied to <laughs> my co-host. No, I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, i I think we all do. And, and like I said, we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't regret something that we did that was in the past. Um, now, if you're regretting something that you're going to do in the future, that's a different story. But uh, right. I, I think we all do. And I think that if we can go back and change a particular period of our lives, I, you know, it's easier, no. Like I said, it's it's the, the the Monday morning quarterback thing. It's easier to say it all after the fact, uh, because what is life without some form of regret about something, you know, something that you chose, or you know, maybe you didn't want to uh, eat a Big Mac for lunch because you regret it later, or maybe you didn't want to, you know, uh, go out to dinner at this place, or maybe you didn't want to watch this TV show because now you felt like you lost an hour of your life. We all have regrets about something that we've done. Now, major life things, I'm like you, you know, there are things that you want to go back, that you want to change, but if it upsets the proverbial time, you know, money, we can't go back and change time, you know, like that, you know, if it upsets some things along the way, by the way, that was my best Christopher (laughs) Ward for that, I would be afraid of it, like, messing up a lot of stuff because it wouldn't have got me to where I'm at now. And I think we talked about this briefly this in the conversations we have that come up to, you know, now mm-hmm. stuff with the show. That there are things that you think about that you should have changed, but it would have upset the apple cart and other things wouldn't have happened. But you know for doggone sure that some other things that you did – you wouldn't mind if it did quite that. And, I, and I, would mm. be, oh, yeah. I would be the first to admit that I would not mind upsetting that apple cart and having things totally change outside of that if I knew it wasn't going to upset the other things that happened in my life. Uh, you know, time that you're wasted on <laughs> in particular things and people and places and situations. Yes, I would definitely go back and do it again. And, you know, now – the whole thing of, like, proverbially destroying things that made you happy, I feel bad that that happened to her. I would never want to do that because uh, was, that was the case then you wouldn't have memories to go back on, which I never understood why people are okay without some form of memory. You know, that is at the end of the day that keeps us connected to everything that's happened to us along the way. Why would you want to, even the bad, the good or the bad, you know? Sometimes, if you run across that thing that reminds you of a kind of a bad time, it's that bad time that made you stronger in the long run, so you know it's okay to have some small reminder of that I don't think it's going to hurt um, if it's a um, you know thing where it mentally will drag you down, then yes, get rid of it if it helps you feel better and do that but you know, I remember one time I ran across, I think I was unpacking some things that I hadn't packed in a while, and I ran across a book that I had kept for an ex. And I had it for many years. I'd seen it once and again when I was like unpacking things. Got just was too lazy to get rid of it. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? Got to get rid of it, which I did. Um, you know, it just, it's those things in which, you know, We are, I think it's not wrong to, and I I don't know why people think it's wrong to do that, but, you know, you can think about some of the things that you didn't change, but don't harp on it because it can't be changed. You know, what's done is done, Mm -hmm. and it leads you to where you're at now. The only thing that you can hope is that if that situation presents itself again, that you will make the correct decisions, but then again, Life is all about fifty-fifty decisions. It's either going to happen one way or another. And once we do it and once we pull the Band-Aid off, you know, we have to live with those decisions and work our way through it. I know that's not the definitive answer, but feel about it. But, yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say there's things I want to change. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would be – a very bad liar if I said that. If it was, oh, everything's perfect. There's nothing I'd change. Oh, heck no. <laughs> I'd be like, mm-hmm. this time machine? If nothing mess up with the bulk of things that I have going, I am willing to tinker with a few of those <laughs> things. <laughs> so, yes. But, um, no, that's my thoughts on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we go to our retro moment of the week, I wanted to take some time uh, to highlight some losses this week. Uh, I never once like to always go to uh, the Obit page, but there were four big losses this week, I think that kind of hit everyone in one way or another. Uh, kind of started uh, well, really, I, I know I was at the ball game on. Sunday when I had gotten word uh, that the legendary uh, NBA player Bill Russell had passed away. And, you know, you think back to uh, what people have done in their lives. And he lived a life that really uh, was a roller coaster of good and bad and of strength and of finding his voice. And besides playing in Boston when he did, and still, which is the most amazing thing, you're playing in a city, and you still don't really get respected, that you have to deal with people who are idiots. Uh, But you shine above all, uh, and he went on to become one of the NBA's most successful and decorated athletes, um, you know, in history, 11 NBA titles in 13 seasons, two of which Whereas a player coach credited with having raised defensive play in the NBA to new levels, you know, becoming in, you know, his life a person who did a lot for uh, others and who, you know, did a lot of things for human rights. I wouldn't just say civil rights, for human rights. Um, And a person who was widely respected this from a person who could have been jaded by what the world had given him and how they treated him. Uh, but he didn't do that. He took his voice and he used it. And then, you know, we think of uh, two things that happened on Saturday. Uh, one was uh, comedian, Pat Carroll. And I remember I watched a lot of game shows. It's one of the things that I know that no one can probably beat me on in his game shows because I've watched a lot. And as soon as I heard about the death of Pat Carroll, who passed away on Saturday at the age of 95, I immediately go back to uh, an actress and comedian who at different points in her life had different uh, comings and goings, so to speak, but she never – uh, went away. She stood strong and believed in you know, her views and fought for them. And as much, even when her career was on a waning scale in the 70s, she went and started a successful one-woman show uh, on Gertrude Stein. And it won several major theater awards, and her recorded version won a 1980 Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word docu- uh, Documentary or Drama, But, of course, uh, for those who know her, know her for her voice, and among one of the things in which she will forever be known of is as Ursula in The Little Mermaid. (laughs) And she said that it was one of the favorite roles in her career, Uh, also doing voiceovers in other shows as well. And she left her mark. And then, of course, came news of the passing of Michelle Nichols, who as an actress, singer, and dancer was best known as her portrayal and as uh, Laura in Star Trek and was groundbreaking for African-American actresses on American television, even volunteering her time to promote NASA's programs and to recruit diverse astronauts, including women and ethnic minorities. So you had a lot of these people who – did particular things, and who left a mark. And then perhaps the biggest loss this week came from Vin Scully, who, if you are a baseball fan, you cannot tell the history of baseball without mentioning Vin Scully. I remember uh, as a youth uh, watching the World Series on NBC, and my first foray into really baseball was watching Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola for 67 seasons. He called baseball for the Dodgers beginning in 1950 when they were in Brooklyn, all the way to 2016. Think about that 67 years. He saw a lot in 67 seasons in baseball and also calling football and golf and even hosting a game show at one point. And you in the last few days, I've heard nothing but people saying great things about Venn and about his uh, command of the English language and when and knowing when to speak and when not to speak. And that's, you know, one of the things that he did from everything from Hank Aaron's 715th home run uh, to Kirk Gibson's uh, Game 1 1988 World Series home runs. he knew when to let the crowd noise go, something that a lot of announcers don't do nowadays. And even in hindsight, when you think about it, even that silence now, you wish that you could hear Vin Scully one more time talk about how it was time for Dodger baseball. But four people in their own rights who did a lot in their contributions to society who will be missed. Uh, We will be back in just a moment here on page one. But first, tonight's Retro Moment of the Week. And then when we come back, um, I had a lot of stories this week. And like I said, there's so much to talk about. And what we want to do is we want to kind of condense them all. (laughs) Uh, You'll kind of find out what I'm talking about. But first, uh, Retro Moments of the Week, you're listening to page one with LeVar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Premium really takes off, but the price may not be in your ballpark. That's why there's 89
0: unleaded from 76. It's two octane points higher than regular, so it helps your car run
2: better without the premium price. 89 unleaded, performance and price right down the middle. Only at 76, where you find people who care about cars. Do you know what I really like about basketball? Negotiating my contract. You know, like... Casually mentioning retirement just before playoff time. Well, now you've got a chance to do some dealing yourself. The 1980 Buicks are coming, and the dealers still have plenty of 79s left. Now you don't have to be a wizard to know what that means. Senior Buick dealer. Of course, right now he's a piece of cake.
0: It's
2: You're listening to Page 1. Page 1 with Lavar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. All right. Welcome back to page one with LeVar Mary on this Friday night, August 5th, the 201st edition here on Blog Talk Radio. I think every time I talk about that, that is – it's a huge number. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I know there's a lot of people who've done more and who have done it consecutively and longer, but for 201, thank you if you are a first-time listener or a long-time listener or if you catch us somewhere and you want to hear more, we're here on Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. But thank you for being with us. But um, there are a lot of different stories that I said happened throughout the week. I had to kind of condense them in different points and in different places throughout the show tonight. So I call these two-for-ones because they all have to do with pretty much the same thing. Uh, this one was from... I call the backlash file because there were two stories this week um, in regards to backlash from the general population. And before I get to the other story, um, there was one that came from Cracker Barrel. Uh, (laughs) This is a story, and I know if you guys listen to this show, you know my feelings about this, but I'm going to say the story anyway. But while breakfast is the most important meal of the day, Uh, how it's being offered seems to be a point of contention on one restaurant's Facebook page. On Monday, Cracker Barrel proudly announced on Facebook that it now carries Impossible Sausage, a meatless breakfast patty made from plants, as an option on its build-your-own-breakfast menu. Uh, The seemingly innocuous announcement riled up many in the Facebook community with some fans commenting how angry at the restaurant they were for offering a meatless option at all Uh, One Facebook user wrote, don't you ever try to push that crap in my direction. Stick to the basics that made your franchise a success. Another one said, you just lost the customer base. Congratulations on being woke and going broke. And then another one says, are you kidding me? Who do you think your customer base is? I still ordered a double meat breakfast and it's not even on the menu anymore. (laughs) And that person did not divulge whether or not they actually received the breakfast where they ordered, especially since by their own admission, it's not on the menu anymore. Uh, another one says, I only eat vegetables I can recognize. <laughs> and then another one said, I just lost respect for a once-great Tennessee company. There are hundreds and hundreds more comments just like those decrying the very idea that the Southern restaurant chain would ever offer vegetarian a vegetarian option to anyone, let alone them. And in less than two days, Cracker Barrel's post has garnered more than 3,600 comments, many of them consisting of people absolutely furious with the dinner chain, proving that people are really passionate about their pork-based products. Uh, On the other hand, while some of their Facebook fans piled on and criticizing it, other folks stepped in to defend the restaurant and its new menu. Some people saying that y'all really need to grow up. Absolutely no one asked you to eat this. I won't eat it, but I'm glad that the options are there for those who will. Imagine being mistriggered by breakfast. Another one said, I also hate the idea of a menu having options that I specifically don't want to eat, Restaurants should limit their options to exactly my specifications and nothing more. How dare they cater to anybody other than myself, adding one reader sarcastically. And Facebook wasn't the only place that the debate was happening. On Twitter, one user posted a couple of standout comments in a thread that has been retweeted nearly 7,000 times and liked over 115,000 times. And yeah, this is – really something that is happening and dividing this country <laughs> i'd rather this divide the country other things but on july 21st cracker bell now it's upgraded its all-day home style breakfast offerings with a new menu format and new selections among all the less controversial new items it now offers includes a stuffed cheesecake pancakes and spicy chicken sausage along with that impossible sausage to its build your own breakfast menu uh when reached for comment the <laughs> cracker bell spokesperson told. Uh, today of food that we appreciate the love our fans have for all-day breakfast menu and at Cracker Barrel we're always exploring opportunities to expand how our guests experience breakfast. Well, <laughs> here's what I think. Now as a person who is not perhaps a fan of the impossible meat, uh, I'm actually going to have to give Cracker Barrel the pass on this one because I get more riled up when it is a place that is known for meat, like a McDonald's or a KFC. You're known for meat. Cracker Barrel, it's a restaurant. And the, re- the menu's kind of stretched out a little bit. So you got a little leeway on this one. Uh, overreaction by the folks, you think? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit, yes. Yeah. yeah, I'll
1: go with a little bit. <laughs> Not a vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination. However, sometimes, if vegetarian options are pretty good, I will actually get them. I'm also that weirdo, and I don't care. At me if you want to. I will get a veggie burger and put on bacon. I don't care. I know people that have very specific and very... very what's what's a good word they're they're they have to have their diet the way that their diet is um i know someone that is hugely allergic to a lot of different things and their options that they can eat especially if they're eating out is very limited they uh, like i I joke with them saying that they need to live in a bubble but they kind of do like they're allergic to so much um one of the things that they can't necessarily have is certain kinds of products that have um, tapioca starch on them. So if if it, or in them, um, a lot of the chicken preservatives, anything with a lot of the pork preservatives, have that tapioca starch in it. So they can't have that, in especially, especially out. Having this means they can still have. It's not that they don't want sausage; it's that they can't have it. So this is their their way of being able to have it. I'm glad that they have an option. I'm, I'm happy that that's available to people so that everyone can eat together. Overreaction, absolutely. It just goes to show one more time how selfish, and I'm including myself in this, how selfish the world is starting to become. Like, we're all becoming very isolated in our own little islands of me, 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 and we've forgotten that it takes a community. Um, but, yeah. I think it's an overreaction. I'm happy that they're doing it. I'll probably try it out. I'll still make fun of it because it isn't real sausage. Um, and I may end up getting the fake sausage and real bacon just to throw people off. Um, and, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. We'll go from there. But, yes, overreaction.
2: Uh, that's fine as long as you don't order um, cut up pieces of sweet potato and pass it off as fries. But we're good. Um on to ah. the next <laughs> next story. Uh perhaps this one took a more backlash of a left turn and more so on the serious note, uh when Beyonce this week announced that she will change an offensive lyric on her Renaissance song, Heat It, after a lot of backlash. Um, so the track or the particular lyrics drew backlash from users on social media. A spokesperson for the singer told Billboard in a statement on Monday that the word not used intentionally in a harmful way will be replaced. Uh, At press time, it appeared the recorded version, which includes the offending lyric, was still available on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, In the up-tempo dance song, she drops to a frenzied explicit sex rap near the end. Um, For the sake of Protecting uh, the uh, show here and the lyrics, you can look it up or you can look up the story. But the word in general that she used, and this is her word, not ours, because this is a respectful show. The, show that the word that she used for the sake of the story was the word spasm or spaz. And the medical condition, the slang term derives from its spastic, which refers to a condition in which muscles stiffen or tighten, uh, preventing normal fluid movement. Uh, in addition to blowback on social media, uh, disability advocate and writer Hannah DeVinny wrote an op-ed for The Guardian in which she said that her heart sank when she heard the Renaissance uh, Renaissance lyric. She says, It's not very often that I don't know what to say, rendered speechless by ignorance, sadness, and uh, simmering anger born of bone-deep exhaustion. But that's how I feel right now, Uh, noting that it's been just six weeks since she called out Lizzo for using the same word on her special song, Girls. Um, And... She says that that tweet of mine, which explained how the slur was connected to my disability, cerebral palsy, uh, took her less than five minutes to write, and it went viral, landing on the front page of news outlets, including the BBC, New York Times, and Washington Post. Um, and Lizzo went on to apologize, and she will be changing that lyric, too. And it did not appear uh, as of uh, press time how Beyonce had personally responded to the outrage, Um And she said that I thought we had changed the music industry and started a global conversation about why some language, intentional or not, has no place in music. Um, But uh, Beyonce's pretty much commitment to storytelling musically and visually is unparalleled, she said, as is her power to have the world to the narrative struggles and nuanced lived experience of being uh, a black woman, she said, a world that can only ever understand as an ally. And have no desire to overshadow, but that doesn't excuse her use of that language, language that gets used and ignored all too often. Um, so there's also other backlash, but we're not going to talk about Keyless, who vented her frustration about not being informed that her uh, song "Milkshake" was uh, used on a lot of songs. And I'm not even going to tell you about what Monica Lewinsky is now saying about a song ten years after the fact. But with songs like this. And especially the fact that words that hurt um now have to go back and be changed uh, and it and according to Beyonce, what take their camp's word at it is that it was not used intentionally, but it was used as part of the song itself. Uh, I guess my question here is that there will be songs, and these probably won't be the first two or the last two. But, of course, there's going to be songs down the line which, you know, from a rhyming perspective or from a musical perspective, will need some type of word in which it's unintentionally being utilized in that song. Is And, of course, there's going to be people who are going to be outraged of it uh, or feel that it is a hurtful term. I kind of – taking a fine line here and I think you know where I want to go is that do we now I mean it was you know even as musical artists do they now have to have at least some type of before this stuff gets released like some type of panel of people that sits there and listens for particular keywords and music and see if it's something that's okay to release to the general public or do you feel that in some ways that her use of the term, although intentional, is being overblown or that she shouldn't change the lyrics and it should stay as an artistic right? And now
1: uh, you see where. Yay, 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 yay.
2: This is where this gets into a sticky wicket because there, are, these aren't the first two songs. There's, you know, if you think back to Salt and Pepper Shoot, there's kind of a a point in that song where she talks about, uh, uh, when they talk about a person with disability, they make uh, sound, and no one has Mm -hmm. come back on that. There's songs within the last 20, 30 years that have talked about certain things, but it was for the point of the song, not intentionally meant. And these two songs in the last few weeks. They've, the artist has had to go back and change it. So are we going to have this issue? And I'm pretty sure there are going to be some rap songs that will have some things that are entirely wrong. But way that's off what I'm face.
1: saying. Do
2: they have to change it? They don't have to change it, but and they're I, changing I it for uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, thank God.
1: What I want to say and what's going to be said are going to be two different things. What I want to say is everybody needs to wash the sand out of their collective underwear and grow up a little bit. That's what I want to say. I want to say at some point there's an artistic value to things. Beyonce did not go out there and look at one person and say, this is what's going on and I'm putting this in the song and I'm eyeballing you like doing the fingers to their eyes, and I'm watching you. Like, you looking at me? You looking at me? This is about you. She did not do that. And I don't think a lot of these songs are that way. If you go backwards in time, absolutely. If you go backwards in time, you're hitting. Michael Jackson said stuff. Janet Jackson said stuff. Whitney Houston said stuff. Like, we're going back. Elvis Presley said that Elvis Presley shook his hips on TV and made people scream. What? Okay. Let's go back to the Carpenters and their afternoon delight. Like, come on, people! Like, this is what goes through my brain. Um, but I do understand if people are using a if people are using a term in a derogatory way on purpose. I think that should stay out of music. Um, But that's also, I don't have to listen to it. I don't like, I don't listen to, and I don't agree with the, and I I don't want to say just rap, because it's not just rap, but that, that kind of genre where they talk about rape, and they talk about women in a very derogatory way, and they talk about African Americans in a very derogatory way regardless of whether they're your homies or not, and I know that sounds really white when I say it, but I don't (laughs) care to hear that language in my songs. But I don't go and I don't complain about it. I don't go to someone and say, you need to take that word out of there because you're calling her a hoe, and uh, that's a derogatory word against women, and I'm a woman, and I don't like it. Like, I totally could say that. Instead, I just don't buy their music. I don't listen to them, and eventually they will go away. Or if they don't, they don't, and the people that listen to it are not people that are people that I associate with normally. We can always disagree about music. I just stand it. But if they're using it in a very specific way, I kind of think it should stay out of music. That's just my opinion. That's my humble opinion. The biggest thing that they could do is just not listen to it I understand that they're taking it out to be respectful, but I think this sets the, an awful precedent for other artists to have to alter previous songs that have already ran their course and are out there. I, I don't know. I just want to turn into a kids' pop world where everybody's just a friend.
2: Oh, God, no. No, please, no. <laughs>
1: that's what's going to happen. That's what we're heading towards. There's no good music anymore. It's going to be everyone's friends, and it's all sunshine and rainbows, and that's what's going to happen, because we can't talk about those other things. This is derogatory. Don't mind my sarcasm.
2: I I hope it is never, ever a kids' buff world. Um, (laughs) I had a conversation (laughs) with someone about that, and I, yeah, that is... um, It is a very fine line um, between artistic um, and what offends and what doesn't offend. While I respect everyone's opinion, uh, while I say that everyone has a need for a voice to call out, things that are offensive to them, which they should. Um, This is a sticky wicket. I think that although unintentional, I applaud Beyonce for saying, hey, I'm going to go back and change it. I applaud Lizzo for saying I'm going to go back and change it especially when it is offensive to particular groups. And this is where I kind of have to This is where I kind of have to be careful with what I'm going to say is that while that occurs at the same time it
1: Tough, isn't it? It's long. tough.
2: Yeah. It's a very fine line between, you know, calling out things like that and not saying, well, yeah, it's not just those two songs, but this person saying this over here was offensive to me. And if everybody spoke up about the same thing, you know, I think it goes back to the whole thing of where I always said that there's nothing wrong with speaking out against what you think is wrong. But now, you know, we have so many things that are wrong and so many things on a list that, quote, uh, where is the most wrongful for things? Where is the middle road of some things that are wrong? Where is the lower rung of things that are wrong? You know, another artist using or a person outside of being black using the N-word we will say is wrong. A person who is making fun of anyone with a particular debilitating, um, you know, ailment is wrong. A person who is saying something about an ailment that is probably, and this is where this goes back to the whole thing about Chris Rock and uh, Jada Pinkett. A lot of people were like, well, I mean, what's been known about Jada was for a while about, you know, her alopecia and, You know, he made a passing joke. Not harmful, at least some didn't think. And a lot of people said it was because it's a very serious thing. And it's kind of like where does the fine line come and go? I don't know. I can't answer that because there's still so many fine lines that something like this, if this was made 10, 15 years ago, would not have gotten as much brushback even being Beyonce um, I think that some people wanted to call it out only because of who she was and her standing and the changes that she could make in her voice because it makes me wonder and I'm pretty sure they would have or if this would have made a lot of news if it was some new artist who no one barely knew and who didn't sell you know a thousand albums if they had that same line And compare it to a Beyonce who is on a more global scale. And like I said, you know, when it starts at that point, every artist is going to be very hesitant to put out material because of them being afraid of uh, offending someone. It's a very fine line because I don't want to sit here and say, oh, you know, get over it because if that's offensive to you, that's offensive to you. You have every right to speak on that because the next day we could turn around and have another Morgan Wallen situation. We could turn around and have a Beyonce situation. We could turn around and have, you know, some uh, situation with a rapper who said something about people somewhere that a lot of people didn't like. And then they're going to be like, oh, but when this happened, you were all right with it. And that's where this fine line now comes into play. Like I said, speak on it. If the artist responds and they're responsive and they're sorry, we move on. If they come out and say, I didn't mean it in that intent, but I'm keeping it in there, then you kind of have to grow with it as it is. If you don't like it, and if a lot of you don't like it, you don't have to buy it or listen to it or promote it. I think that's where we can pretty much go with that. And, unfortunately, it's not the answer, yes or no, and just flat out do all of this. But when we're talking about the arts, uh, unfortunately, is a very fine line. But at the end of the day, it will come down to expressing your displeasure, seeing how that person reacts. If they make changes, good. If they don't, then at that point, we have to decide as ourselves if we're going to listen to that and it's the best way that I could put that. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so, uh taking a quick look at what is trending. Of course it's Friday night, WWE SmackDown's trending, as well as AEW Rampage. Uh, Pete is trending because uh, since this evening, there has been a lot of reports from E-News and from a lot of Hollywood sources. uh, The Los Angeles Times are now reporting it that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson is split after nine months of dating and plenty of drama, according to uh, sources within both of those. So depending upon who you want to talk to, some people said that they were each getting busy with different projects and just didn't have a lot of time, but that were coming out tonight Uh, Also, the Prey movie is uh, Prey, the new Predator prequel following an 18th century Comanche warrior, dropped on Hulu on Friday. That is trending. Uh, Life After Lockup is trending. Uh, Some breaking news out of Hollywood also this evening as Anne Hayes is trending as she was reportedly hospitalized for burns after crashing her car into into a Mar Vista home. Um, The latest in regards to that. Um, I know they said it was a really fire, Fiery car crash And CNN breaking news uh, Reporting about an hour ago That she is in critical condition um, So uh, Officials said that the actor was deemed To be under the influence and acting erratically That from the Huffington Post That not official That's just from officials who said That that was going on So we do not know exactly what's going on Um, and someone else reporting tonight on that, it says that she drove into the corner of a garage, fled the scene of the accident and drove into and through a home, catching herself to home in the car on fire. A crane was used to pull the wreckage out before they could get her out. Severe burns, but alive and awake at the scene. Um, but that is, like I said, once again, um, uh, From eyewitness reports, that is not official. We don't know, but uh, from some of the other reports, um, that is what's going on out there right now. Um, And then uh, Optic is trending uh, as the Call of Duty League Championship 2022 is going on. Uh, Sasha and Naomi is trending as WWE announced the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament that will begin on Raw this Monday, where that could very well be where we see Sasha Banks and Naomi return after walking away a few months ago. Uh, Retire is trending as people are reacting to Senator Chuck Grassley's tweet about missing his family reunion for the second year in a row as a result of the Senate's introduction of the Inflation Reduction Act. (laughs) You can only imagine how people don't feel bad for a senator who is uh, uh, (laughs) complaining about having to actually do his job. So, yeah, um, retire is trending tonight. And then also trending tonight, Matt Carpenter, who uh, played for the Cardinals at the beginning of the season, went to the Yankees. Uh, They returned to St. Louis uh, this weekend for a three-game set. He received a 45-second standing ovation from the crowd at Bush Stadium and a hug from Yadier McElwina. And also trending is Castro, as there's a little bit of controversy about this, as it was announced that, james franco would be cast as fidel castro uh this is bringing of of backlash (laughs) this just seems to be the theme of the night as john leguizamo slams james franco's casting as fidel castro by saying quote he ain't latino how is this still going on um so a lot of people not very happy about that casting so yeah uh, we will see what happens with that. And also, air guitar is trending. And there's a reason why, because for those of you who have had an opportunity today to watch ESPN um, or one of the ESPN channels, I do believe it's ESPN2, but they are renaming themselves ESPN the Ocho. And some of the things <laughs> that have been on the Ocho today are some of my favorite things, such as slippery stairs, the pogo jumping championships, dodgeball. There's an air guitar championship. I do believe last night there was a mullet uh, (laughs) competition. All the weird things. Uh, But if you're listening out on the ESPN Ocho Day, uh, there was air guitar contestants being relentlessly pelted with trash. But they explained that because that is a format change and what happens and how that's judged. But the U.S. Air Guitar All-Star Air Off was going on tonight. I think we need more of the Ocho. You know what that yeah. Ocho comes I, from, right? Was it like Ocho Cinco? Why um, they call it? No, no. I know the other one was because ESPN has eight channels, and I think that's why they called it ESPN Eight and uh, the way they did. But I think that was the reason why they did well, ESPN Ocho.
1: No, it's based off of Dodgeball, the movie.
2: Which but would think happen ESPN that you would actually have ball. to watch the movie. Yeah, but I think ESPN called themselves Otra because of its eight channels. I think they took it for a little bit from Raj Ball*, but they have eight channels. So it's kind of like
1: yeah.
2: it's just ESPN. So they the used it and so, they just, yeah, they,
1: they use it and they use it, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little bit going on. But, yes, if you're watching it today, I, I am mad at myself because I all week long had told myself to set my D V R and I forgot about it until a friend mentioned it this afternoon. And yeah, so I was not very happy, but I have recorded Slippery Stairs. I was watching it earlier and it did not disappoint. So yeah. Um the other two for one stories that I have here is about fines. There's two particular ones that happen in the news here. The first one is for anyone who decides that they want to go to California's Redwood National Park. Uh, They issued a statement last week that anyone who is caught near Hyperion, which has been certified by the Guinness World Records as the world's tallest living tree, it is now officially off limits to visitors, and anyone caught near the tree can face up to six months in jail and a $5,000 fine. The tree, which is deep in the park and has no trails leading to it, has faced serious environmental uh, degradation from thrill-seekers who have visited it since 2006 when it was found by a pair of naturalists. Now, the Coast Redwood Sequoia Sempervirens tree is about 380 feet tall, and its name is derived from Greek mythology. Hyperion was one of the titans and the father of the sun god Helios and the moon goddess Selene. Uh, It's located off-trail through dense vegetation and requires heavy bushwhacking in order to reach the tree. Uh, Despite the difficult journey, increased popularity due to bloggers, travel writers, and websites of the off-trail tree has resulted in the devastation of the habitat surrounding it. It says, "As as a visitor, you must decide if you will be part of the preservation or will you be part of its destruction. Now, the park's chief of natural resources told the news site San Francisco Gate, that the area has limited cell phone and GPS service, which means it can be very challenging to rescue any lost or injured hikers in the area. Uh, In addition to erosion and damage caused at the base of the tree, there are secondary issues that come from the influx of people. They said that there was trash and people were creating even more side trails to use the bathroom. They leave used toilet paper and human waste. It's not a good thing. Uh, So, yeah. Why would anybody want to... I get it. You want to see the world's tallest tree. But if it's tough to get to, and if it's that big of a hassle, you can't watch it from afar.
1: <laughs> no. The whole point is so that you can, you know, I don't know.
2: You lose your signal, man. I, I don't understand that. But that wasn't the worst thing about a fine. This one actually happened. And I think that uh, this would be interesting for you to note, too. The most expensive McDonald's meal occurred this week, not by accident, but this coming from Darwin, Australia. A passenger who was traveling from Bali, Indonesia to Australia found themselves paying a hefty price tag for a McDonald's breakfast. The unnamed traveler was handed a fine of 2,664 Australian dollars or 1,874 in U.S. dollars after two undeclared egg and beef sausage with muffins and a ham croissant were found in their luggage on arriving at Darwin Airport in the country's Northern Territory last week. The incident came about days after Australian authorities bought in tough new biosecurity rules after a foot-and-mouth disease outbreak in Indonesia spread to Bali, which is a popular destination for Australian tourists. Australia's Department of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry said that, quote, a range of undeclared risk products including the fast food items, were, detect- were detected the passenger's rucksack by a biosecurity detective dog named Zinta. They said this will be the most expensive macaw, or the Australian nickname for a McDonald's meal, this passenger ever has. Uh, this fine is twice the cost of an airfare to Bali, but I have no, pe- have no sympathy for people who choose to disobey Australia's strict biosecurity measures and recent detections so you will be caught. Now, the statement went on to confirm that the pastor has been issued with a 12-unit infringement notice for failing to declare potential high biosecurity risk items and providing a false and misleading document. Australia is FMD-free, and we want it to stay that way. Uh, last week, uh, the federal executive government of Australia announced a $9.8 million biosecurity package with new measures introduced across the country's borders. Uh, so, yeah, if you were a to there, do not bring in any McDonald's. D- you never had in your travels any type of ghost calls with uh, bringing anything that was not supposed to be brought in. Have you?
1: Well, I don't usually. That would be something that I wouldn't have even known to bring in or not bring in. You know what I'm saying? That like that wouldn't have been something that I would have been like, oh yeah, McDonald's. I have McDonald's, but it like I'm I'm pretty upfront about what I have. Um, but yeah, wow. Oh no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <I> oh
2: <don't>, no. <nope. laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I I'm floored, but uh I that's that's kinda steep. And uh also on the celebrity front uh this week, uh Dane Cook Is cooking up some side eyes on social media. Uh, The 50-year-old told People Magazine, an exclusive, published Tuesday that he is engaged to his 23-year-old girlfriend, Kelsey Taylor. He popped the question on July 13th in the same spot by the cape where he had previously spread his late mom's ashes. The second he began to reach for his back pocket, he said his stomach flipped. He couldn't have asked for the moment to have been more perfect. The couple have been dating publicly for five years. Do the math. Uh, he spoke about his relationship with Taylor doing an Instagram Q&A in 2018 with fans, saying that the two met at a game night he was hosting at his place. He says we were friends for a while and soon after fell in like, with, <clears throat> fell in love with each other, and then upgraded, grew in like, I'm sorry, with each other and then upgraded to love. It's unclear how long the friendship for a while portion of the relationship lasted. Uh, meanwhile, people had quite a bit to say about the couple's engagement on Twitter, and it wasn't exactly congrats. Um, this one person said, look who's engaged to the woman he started seeing when she was 18 and he was 45. Totally not weird. And then another one said, cut Dan Cook some slack. His only choice was to date someone too young to have heard of him. <laughs> And <laughs> another one
0: <laughs> and Sorry, Dan Cook picking up girl.
2: Girl. Yeah. And another one said Dan Cook picking up girls who only know him as a voice in Disney's Planes franchise. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's quite a few more Twitter at not this point. Uh, what do you think, say you, <laughs> about uh this relationship?
1: <laughs> am I allowed to have an opinion? Cause my opinion is right alongside everybody from every, everybody from Twitter. Um, oh, yeah, you know, this, this it's going to take a lot to convince me that this wasn't happening before this girl was 18. Um, depending on where this relationship started. Um <laughs> they might have still been within the age of consent, but I just it's just Oh, uh, it would be like hitting on my kid's boyfriend. It's just gross. Like there's there's a difference. You know, I I ugh. No. We're just gonna
2: go with no. No, is gonna be a good. No, is a good answer. No, is a really good no. answer. No. Well, well, well. Yeah, Whenever no. that happens, we know what ha- we know. What has to happen? It's definitely no for me, dog.
0: <laughs> just no. No <laughs> uh, comment. I'm going to leave that one alone,
2: and I'm going to get to yay or nay because we have a few of them this week. Um, <laughs> um, so yay or nay definitely does, never disappoints, and uh, I never tell Mary exactly what happens in yay or nay because it's always fun to hear the reaction to it. So our first yay or nay comes from food because what do we all love, food? Now, fall doesn't start for seven more weeks, but it's already begun for the people Oreo. Oreo's pumpkin spice sandwich cookies are hitting store shelves on August 15th, marking their return after a five-year hiatus. limited edition flavor features two golden Oreo cookies with a festive pumpkin spice-flavored cream sandwiched in the middle. Now, pumpkin-flavored items have become synonymous with fall, with companies launching them in August to capture the excitement. Bud Light Seltzer and Samuel Adams' beer have pumpkin-flavored beverages. Cup Noodles sells pumpkin-flavored ramen. And both Starbucks and Dunkin' infuse the flavor of the drinks every year. Now, seasonal items are an important marketing tool for the food industry, according to Alexander Chernoff, who is a professor of marketing at Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management. For food brands which rely on familiarity, holiday items can offer consumers some variety. Uh, now, Oreo regularly releases limited-time flavors to spark customer excitement such as a chocolate confetti cake for its birthday and a Lady Gaga flavor. Uh, The company recently announced it's divesting uh, its gum business, including dentine and trident, in developed markets like North America and parts of Europe. Uh, But yay or nay to the pumpkin spice flavor cream Oreo coming back after five years. (laughs) Nay. Oh, no. No. Why,
1: why, why? I mean, I I am a fan of some of the pumpkin spice, but two things are wrong with this. One, it's not fall yet, or autumn, or whatever. And two, it's a freaking Oreo. <laughs> no. Well, no.
2: This only gets better. This, this only will get better for you. Uh, you might find candy corn at a tailgate this football season in <laughs> hot dog and hamburger flavors. Uh, it says, are you a fan of hot dogs but hate candy corn? Maybe a new hot dog flavored candy corn will win you over. That's right. Hot dog flavored candy corn actually exists, and you can find it inside Brock's new tailgate candy corn. Burger lovers, there's something for you, too. The new mix includes hamburger-flavored candy corn as well as fruit punch, vanilla ice cream, and even popcorn-flavored candy corn mixed with the meaty flavors. The candy corn maker is pitching its latest creation to football fans as the NFL and NCAA season's near. The football theme 11-ounce candy corn bags hit store shelves nationwide on Monday. The brand-new flavors are exclusively available at Walgreens. Uh, Brock's iconic, iconic candy corn they say has been synonymous with the start of fall for decades, and we're excited to help families and friends celebrate their anticipation for the season together by releasing Brock's Tailgate Candy Corn this August. The original flavor tri-colored kernels made of sugar, corn syrup, sesame uh, oil, and bug secretions, yes, uh, <laughs> deliver a sweetness so simple, so classic, that they're a hit among Generation Xers and baby boomers, according to the National Confectioners Association. Are you excited about uh, the Brock's Tailgate Candy Corn with fruit punch, vanilla, ice cream, hot dog, hamburger, and popcorn?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not excited, nor will I be partaking. Congratulations for making me just cringe just a little bit more.
2: You know what? I'm excited about the fruit punch and the uh, ice cream flavor, not the other one so much. And by the way, my thing fruit on the Orioles, maybe. I never liked... Them. Yeah. I never liked to And by the way, my thing on the Oreos, I never liked pumpkin-flavored anything. So, yeah, it's all I know. Um, and then I got some better news for you. <laughs> uh, a Canadian candy company called Candy Funhouse is hiring a professional taste tester with a salary of up to $100,000 per year. Last week, the uh, Mississauga, Ontario-based company posted a job listing for what it describes as the world's first chief candy officer. The chosen applicant will be responsible for taste testing roughly 3,500 products each month, We're running company board meetings, and approving new candy inventory with their CCO stamp of approval, according to the LinkedIn post. That's a lot of candy. It's about 113 pieces per day, nearly five times more than your recommended amount of daily sugar, according to dietary guidelines. Thankfully, the listing says that the chosen applicant will have extensive dental coverage. The job requirements are minimal. You must be at least five years old, <laughs> reside in North America, and have an obvious love for sugar. The listing says that parents can apply for their children and that the CCO will undergo extensive palate training to certify their golden taste buds before they're entrusted to select candy funhouse stock. Like the love of candy, the position isn't bound by age, the listing says. All you need is a passion for candy, pop culture, and a sweet tooth. The CCO will be able to work from home or in person in Newark, New Jersey or Toronto, Canada. They'll have the option of working a regular 40-hour work week unless they're under 18 years old, in which the the position will adapt to accommodate their schedule. Uh, the position doesn't have an expiration date, so if a five-year-old is selected, they could potentially hold that title for their entire life. Uh, he admits that having a young person leading board meetings uh, would be a little chaotic. They see it as an opportunity for creativity. Uh, the job listing also says that applicants should be natural-born leaders and have an enthusiasm and eagerness to try confectionery products. You don't necessarily need taste-testing experience. Submit a resume and cover letter, but an interest in media is a bonus. Um, yeah, they will be paid one hundred thousand either U.S. or Canadian dollars. Yeah, depending on where they live. The deadline to apply is August thirty first. Sign me up. I mean, come on.
1: Please. <laughs> Wait a second, though. Here's my question: If you start at five mm-hmm. and you develop diabetes because you eat all this candy, Ooh. would that be to take workman's compensation? Just saying. And you continue to get, like, cost of living increases. (laughs) Like, these are questions I have.
2: That is a very good question. Um, I would think that if something like that happened, you may potentially probably have to retire. (laughs) I don't know. Can you imagine if you retire at, like, the age of 14? Right. Think about it, if you work from five to fifteen at a hundred thousand dollars a year. With no cost of living increases? Nice. No cost of living, that's pretty nice. Uh, if you set aside even half of that per year, interest bearing accounts <laughs> That's pretty sweet, man. You know what yeah. I think for the sake of the show for the sake of the show I should apply to that position and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> so, and then if we never we'll come back
1: We know how it went
2: To that end No I would still, I would still do this show I would still do it So we have a little fun uh, And then the final uh, story of the night From yay or nay Comes from Texas Where Worf, There is a new Italian restaurant Called uh, Catarina's It is bringing back the old days In a unique way It's banning cell phones. Customers must lock their cell phones in a bag that won't be unlocked until they walk out the door. According to the owner, Tim Love, he says, we wanted to make something that was special. The staff will be on the lookout for diners who disobey. We're going to kindly ask them to put their phone in the bag. We've already had that happen. Some people forget. They just uh, had their phone in their pocket. We give them the bag. They put their phone in the bag. It's not a big deal. The idea is to create a place where customers can disconnect and actually talk to each other without constant distraction. Uh, Now, the restaurant is a cozy place, only 40 seats, and that includes the sixth bar. No cell phones there either. It says if you can't possibly deal without your cell phone for two hours, this is not the place for you. I mean, people go to the movies, and they don't get on their phone. You're right. Uh, They suggest that anyone who just has to be reachable can give someone the restaurant's phone number. They'll bring an old-fashioned landline phone to your table. And there's one more thing, a dress code. Men are required to wear jackets. For those that forget, they'll loan you a jacket at the front door. But there's no cell phone policy that is getting the attention. and just might be the only restaurant rule like it in the country. Uh, They said that um, so when you're uh, just going to sit there and enjoy yourself, and that's what happens, it's been really refreshing. Yay or nay to a restaurant having a – cell phone free establishment
1: i'm down to that i mean i don't know if i've told you this before but there's uh there's a few people that i have a running um when we go out to dinner or lunch or breakfast or whatever the case may be the first person to get on their cell phone has to pay the bill um mm. so you know that it's there's one, but the person that put this this rule into place pays the bill unless someone uses their cell phone and then you're paying. And I absolutely enjoy it because that means that you're actually engaging. You're looking at the person. When was the last time you looked the person in the eye, you know? It's, it, right. it's nice. It's nice to be able to have conversations with someone off of text messaging, you know, like outside of that. Um, there's going to be people that can't, absolutely cannot do it, can't live without it, start to get into arguments about, well, not arguments, heated discussions about something, and they go, just Google it, and they'll pull out their cell phone. Um, We've become Mm. too reliant on that. And I kind of like the fact that, you know, there's a place out there that's going to be like, hey, you don't have to eat here, but if you do, here you go. Um, So bravo. It ruined the whole, you know, first-person dip pay thing but it is
2: what it is. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's a lost it's sad when we say that it's a lost art when <laughs> restaurants now where people actually can talk to each other without the distractions of a cell phone. Um, people looking down at a phone. And I will tell you, you know, um You know, unless it's something where you have to – I get it, you know. But even if you think about the old days, when people went out, you could reach them at the restaurant if needed, you know. Um, It it, it harkens back to an old era in which people actually had to sit and talk. And I'm all for it if for two hours you don't have to worry about – Phones going off or people not paying attention or, you know, yeah, if you can do it at a movie theater sometimes, uh, you can definitely do it at a restaurant. Uh, I think it brings back the traditional way of talking and anything that can do that. I'm all for it. So, yeah. Uh, But the old clock on the wall is telling us that we are just about out of time. But did you have any shout-outs for this week? For
1: this week, we have Pony has a birthday today, so happy birthday, Pony. Um, they had a birthday party a couple of days ago with some presentations that I am hearing just the absolute best things about. It was hilarious. Um, so happy birthday to them. And then um, just I, there's a there's a buddy of mine at North that's having a having a a bad time with his back, Um, went in for an MRI. So they got him to a specialist for surgery. There's some fluid in his spine that they're trying to Mm -hmm. make sure that's causing him a lot of pain. So good thoughts for him. Um, If we can send those out, you know, however you want to do it, good thoughts, good vibes, prayers. I'm sure he'll accept all free. Um, But, yeah, really good guy. So hopefully that works out really well for him soon. That's it. That's all I've got really other than everybody
2: that listens in. Definitely. Good vibes going his way. And that's the second story I think I've heard this week, third overall this year, about people with that issue. So um, when you see the signs, definitely get checked. And, uh, yeah, speedy recovery. And to uh, no shout-outs in particular this week, uh, I will say to all of you, thank you so much for listening to the 411 Lounge this past Sunday night with Demora Averys who was an absolute joy and I enjoyed uh, sitting and talking to her uh, learned a lot of things. And if you have not um, had a chance to listen to that show, it is available on uh, blog talk radio, as well as Apple and Spotify as a podcast, as well as this show always is. So you can listen to that show, this show and any of the other shows that we have always done. And as always in closing, we thank you so much Uh, for listening to us where we are here on Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock, out on the West at 7. Um, We'll do this again next week, as we always do, for show number 202. And uh, I will say as a mathematician, 202 backwards is
0: 202.
2: (laughs) So with that, Mary, I love our... Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. You know, I told you people something a long
0: time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One.
0: Page One.
2: Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comet BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeart Radio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.